Hello everyone, welcome to this podcast today. I have hijacked this episode from Anshul. Just like human species will be hijacking Moon and Mars, hopefully in the near future. And I hope we don't do with those lovely astronomical bodies what we have done with Earth. We have acknowledged and we have understood the importance of maintaining Earth in all its purity. Today's episode is focused on celebrating the 51st anniversary of the first manned moon mission. Personally, I feel that was a significant achievement for mankind because landing on moon is no small feat as Neil Armstrong rightly put, one small step for man, a giant leap for mankind. So I think that speaks in itself. Coming to that, I am a bit disappointed and embarrassed with us that in those 51 years, we haven't progressed to send more people to moon or Mars but seeing so many exciting missions which are coming up the ambition of Elon Musk through SpaceX of setting up a civilization in Mars and in this particular decade NASA is planning on sending astronauts back to moon and this time to stay as their mission motto says so Artemis will be sending astronauts and it will also have the first female astronaut to you know set foot on moon like that is a significant feat as well and the most exciting thing about this is in late uh, 2000, Chandrayaan-1 discovered water on moon and then other NASA missions focused on that and they discovered huge reservoirs of water in one of the poles of moon. So they are planning to send the astronauts over there where we can set up a permanent civilization. Apparently, you were so engrossed in explaining to our listeners the amazing moon missions and the amazing future missions and our past missions that you forgot to introduce your co-host. Arshil, this is just the introduction, you know. Like I thought I need to extend the introduction and hijack the complete episode from you. I absolutely understand. Like this is one of your favorite topics to talk about, and given that we are celebrating the 51st anniversary of the first manned moon mission, you have all the platforms to you know just explain to our users or educate them about your interest about the nature of our space exploration. So I won't disturb. I'll take a back seat in this episode, and I'll let you do the driving. Uh, no, actually, uh, I want you to engage your listeners more because you have been a wonderful host so far, and I want to see how you will act when you are a guest. So I'll ask you a few questions. Like we know all know that you have. A huge interest in astronomy as well and I had a few influence for that but how do you plan to pursue this interest further? Uh, pursue is such a daunting word for me I guess now. Pursue I mean obviously career wise I'm not sure whether I'll be able to do that but you never know what future keeps in store how things turn but given that it is my hobby to learn about it, it is one of my passions to learn about it to know more about it to at least educate myself about it and you know let my peers know about it given that today we have a similar theme where we will try to bring in new people at least you know four to five guests in and learn about how did they develop their interest into space and astronomy so similarly it's just about me satisfying my thirst of knowledge about this and getting more and more excited about the future missions learning about the past and seeing where we can go from here i think that is a very good uh, initiative i would say and your podcast has been an, an amazing platform for people to get familiar or acquainted with what space means because you have a few space enthusiasts as a guest on your podcast yeah like i would like to mention though the first episode that we recorded in this podcast it was stargazing and astrophotography right with you since it was the first episode it garnered some interest and I received messages from so many different people to whom I was talking after so many years they told me that how they had interest in space and due to the daily life they had never pursued it or they had just left it in their childhood but this episode rekindled their interests into especially stargazing and astrophotography and many people came to me and told that how even they did not know that sitting in the city just going on the terraces they could spot the different planets different stars make out the constellations though not as clearly as probably a decade ago but it gives me a lot of joy that this platform was at least capable of engaging at least a few listeners and rekindle their interests into space and astronomy. Oh, like you mentioned that this podcast was able to have some influence on a few of your friends. Just imagine what sending astronauts back to moon would do to so many children across the globe. And even back in 1969 when you know Neil Armstrong set the first foot on another astronomical body, that significance was humongous for people across the globe. I think till now, it was the most watched live event in history. Even now. So that speaking itself, like people are interested in that. Uh, coming back to the question, I would like ask you, what does space mean to you in general or what does it signify to you? Obviously, it means a lot. I was introduced into this field by you and I read books, a lot of books. Basically, I used to only read these kinds of books. I still have the two scrapbooks that I made in class four, five and six around that time where, you know, I used to cut out all the rockets, photographs from the newspapers, everything that used to come and made a scrapbook out of it. So from that moment till now, it has never reduced. It has 
has always gone up yeah sometimes i don't get to follow all the latest information i am not on top of every news but the uh, interest remains always and that can be never you know faltered for sure it's too much about us and our interest but you know just for everybody you know who's listening and because we're starting it out and because we're celebrating this occasion why don't you give us some trivia or a basic knowledge about the first man moon mission i'm pretty sure everybody knows about it but mm-hmm. just a quick recap about you know what happened so fortunately a movie called first man was released in theater last year and i had the privilege i would say to go to watch it in theater it was i think the best movie i've seen in last few years so there are a lot of things i which i got to learn from that movie like before going to moon they had to test out like the proof of concept for each and every segment of the entire mission they had to ensure that they could go to orbit and they can send people to orbit and after that to rendezvous with a different spacecraft in the orbit and after that they have to combine or dock two different spacecraft together so there is a lot of things like the first time the docking was achieved there was this one particular mission i don't remember the name of that mission they were trying to test the docking of two spacecraft and neil armstrong was the commander of the spacecraft which was supposed to dock with another spacecraft um that mission i think was gemini 8 if i remember correctly uh, so what happened was that after they had docked they lost control of the spacecraft and it was just spinning at absurd speed i think it achieved a rotation of 360 degree per second that is one rotation per second which is huge like anyone would faint straight away but what happened was neil armstrong didn't lose his consciousness and he was able to control the spacecraft and stop the rotation because of which they were able to come back to earth had he not been conscious they would have lost control of the spacecraft and they would have probably died and nasa would have to scrap this entire plan of going to moon maybe we would have never you know landed on moon there are so many things which had to go right for us to land on moon given the hardships given the the space race that us and ussr had which basically propelled our space industry in general from project mercury that is single man missions to gemini double man mission to apollo triple man mission and then you know landing on moon and just having three astronauts die two years before on the first planned basically moon mission and which was delayed again for two years where neil armstrong became the commander and set the first foot on moon so many things went wrong or went right you could take it whatever way you want but no doubt it is one of the most amazing feats in our generations which we will cherish throughout and will always be happy about that for whatever reasons we jumped into the exploratory race for space we are on a right track at least now where we are trying to have a more open mind be like carl sagan be the inherent explorers and explore more and more of the universe on every episode basically we always talk about space and mars missions and mars colonizations and spacex and what not so this time we won't bore our listeners with just us blabbering about things but we'll bring in new guests we'll talk about their interest in space and what does this manned mission mean to them so why don't we stop wasting everyone's time and call our first guest Vivek, why don't you do the honors of introducing her? So we have with us Anushka. I was actually surprised when you took the initiative to join us as a guest on this particular episode because I didn't know that you had interest in space. So why don't you start with introduce yourself and then go about how this interest in space developed for you? Yeah, so my interest basically started when I was in class six or seven, I guess, and I was given a book by Anshul Bhaiya on space and astrology and everything. So I read that book and it really fascinated me. It had those small posters and everything which had. the pictures of different planets and stars and everything and then of course both of you i've seen you people talk about space and stars and galaxies and everything anushka why don't you go ahead and introduce like people would want to know who you are what are you doing currently right now okay so uh, i'm anushka and i'm a high school student like in my last year of school and i'm currently studying science so are you planning on making a career in the field of space and astronomy given that you were so fascinated by space at the very early age of class 6 or class 7 no i don't think that's my uh, forte but if i get a chance why not that's a way to go anushka have you ever pursued this interest in any way maybe stargazing or just watching documentaries or stuff like that yeah many a times we've gone up to the terrace and we tried spotting constellations and we've also talked about stars and different space missions like last month we had one so anushka why don't you tell us like what does this signify for you like it has been 51 years since first men stepped on the moon it is obviously a great achievement and now that we've gone to planets as well it really shows how 
how we evolved technologically as well let me just put this question to anushka here that you have heard us talking about space and you have yourself read about the different missions that humans undertook be it to other planets or be it to moon or be it to anywhere in space so what is the one mission that you distinctively remember and find it very fascinating obviously because we are talking about the 51st anniversary to first manned moon mission that has to be special to all of us but the second thing which i was really excited about and i followed it religiously was the recent mission by spacex in comparison to landing on moon it was just talking iss but it was the first private agency to do that so that really you know opened up new avenues in this sector so anushka what would be one of the missions that inspired you or you loved a lot or you followed it a lot okay so i vividly remember this uh, last year in july i guess we had that parker solar probe and i remember we'd sent in names that would go in a chip in that probe which would go to sun i've even done presentations on this parker solar probe in my school and i've even seen what it consisted and what were the technicalities behind the whole probe vivek like this is such a unique mission this is not even cross my mind did you even remember about this mission i think uh, all mission has their own objectives and purpose so for me every mission is important every scientific expedition which is to outer space from voyager 1 and voyager 2 to cassini and juno space craft to parker solar probes and there were a lot of missions by russia which were sent to venus and the rovers which are being sent to mars by nasa they are all very exciting in their own way but like you asked me that did i remember about parker's solar probe this didn't cross my mind immediately but like after which I mentioned I started recalling what do I know about that mission if i remember correctly it was in that mission only where nasa had used the gravity assist of venus to get the probe to go over the sun but those are exciting things now apparently anushka did a presentation on this so you know why don't we ask her to educate us on what did she learn about the parker probe solar mission definitely yeah, that will be good it was all about the different parts of the probe and how it would move about the sun when there's so much of heat and anything could probably melt in that high temperature but that probe could really just go about the sun and give us pictures of the sun and other details as well we should actually i would say applaud the marketing agency behind nasa i would say that even by doing a small thing of allowing the people around the world to just write their names and sending their names on a probe it made so many people interested and anushka interested for that matter to you know research more about it learn more about it so that's actually you know good to hear i believe nasa has one of the best pr agencies in the world <laughs> that's true that's true but we'll not prolong it this too long because we'll be soon moving on to the new guest thank you so much anushka for being a guest in this episode thank you thank you anushka very much thank you for calling So Vivek, which space fanatic do we have next on our lineup? Now we have with us Saurav. He is a very dear friend of mine, and I have known him for ten years now. And he's a very genuine and a good person. By profession, he's a chartered accountant. But apart from that, he has skills and interests in a lot of things, from photography to writing poems to stargazing as well. Now I'll give the platform to Saurav to introduce about himself and give us like how did he got involved into astronomy or his interest in space in general. Thanks a lot, Vivek. I mean, out of the all the things that you said, maybe a couple of words were all right, like chartered accountant and an avid stargazer. I don't. know about the generous and other stuff but yeah so i mean by profession yes i'm a chartered accountant i work for a sports fashion company i work at puma sports i mean most of you guys must be knowing about it it's currently the number one brand so i take really pride in that factor also my company has secretly asked me to mention it wherever i go so <laughs> i mean let's get over that so that's basically my profession and one interest which i never followed professionally but always occupied probably the sweetest spot in my heart was the love for stars i mean it's too difficult to put a cosmos into a few words i mean considering how benign we are with the universe and its uh, tactics and all i still remember when i used to live in the another home of mine i was pretty young uh, you what we used to go do over there when our lights went off uh, we had a pretty big terrace So me, all my friends from my building, we used to, you know, take uh, small cots and all, and we used to go to the terrace and we used to spend night over there, chilling with each other and sleeping under the sky, blanket of stars and all of that. Probably I was around nine, eight, nine, ten years old, and at that point of time, when I used to sleep under the blanket of the sky after having fun with everyone. I always wondered I mean what are these things I mean they are so small yet 
people consider it to be so impactful and you got twinkle in their eyes when they talk about stars itself when we were taught about these in our geography and other books and all uh, we always used to you know have big numbers these are these many light years away how big they are as a child it's very difficult to understand that but it always create that fascination and curiosity what it was as i grew up i mean i started to fathom a few things another fantasy about it was the first tv series that i started watching was actually the big bang theory so i mean seeing sheldon cooper rajesh kutrapali and how their love for science and stars in general were how harvard went to space my series tv journey movie journey kind of started off that way so i mean i learned to be fascinated that way and as i knew more facts as i got to learn about different things that humans have done how neil armstrong buzz aldrin every one of them these people they had something in common the love for space so that's how it developed and the always the most important thing that fascinated me about the space is uh, there's a song by adam levine called lost stars i mean he says in that song that uh, who are we with just a speck of dust in this galaxy how true is that i mean we consider ourselves we are so obsessed with ourselves uh, but yet the universe holds just as a speck of dust for us so yeah that's how my journey with the stars to put in carl sagan's word astronomy is a very humbling profession so what is the future hold for you like what about the future excites you the most when you think about humans as a space faring civilization see again future is a very relative concept i mean if i talk about my future that is uh, almost insignificant in terms of space time calendar i mean considering the developments what we human are able to achieve it will be maybe generations before we are able to you know find other inhabitable planets or maybe contact a distant life if that's possible also my favorite movie interstellar that was also about space time and relativity concepts how people are constantly trying to find out new worlds we might not realize it now but as we have seen we have uh, used up our resources in such a manner that we are at the extent of it where they might not last long enough for the future generations to come we have been nomads forever we have been travelers forever maybe it's again time for us to travel and this time with our consensus and all our conscience maybe we stumble upon a new world when we can see but most importantly there are still a lot of things which we don't know like what is the space made up of what is dark matter how do wormholes or black holes function the space is so vast it holds a great challenge for humanity because only if we figure how to travel we will stumble upon new worlds and learn the things which you don't think are possible but yeah in the near future first thing that the humanity can always try for is how to reduce the travel time i also saw a movie called the passengers i guess jennifer lawrence was in that in that also they have colonized the different world and they had learned the technique to you know freeze the human body basically letting you off into a deep sleep to cover the journey i think that technology is called a uh, cryogenic sleep i mean it's all theories right now being in practical aspects it will take a lot of time so hopefully when those things develop then only we humans might be able to go that far into the future and actually realize some things and plus considering our lifespan those are also pretty short for us maybe 3 4 generations ahead we will get the answers to the thing the questions what we are asking today so the one thing which resonated most about you personally to me when you said that you're looking for ways to just go out of earth and go into space <laughs> like i'm in the same bandwagon you know if you find something else count me in i am right there uh, like that is one of my dreams as well like even on a serious note i don't know like when we will be at that stage where we'll be able to freely roam about in space but when space tourism ramps up i'm starting to say from right now right from the ripe early age of 20 i'm starting to say right going now going after cars and houses i'll rather spend a few days on moon true absolutely apart from all this fun and all but have you followed any one of the recent missions which holds very special to you obviously moon mission is very special to all of us but apart from that thing which you relate to most something like that see uh, for me i relate to any again <laughs> i relate to any journey which starts uh, out of the troposphere i mean but yeah i remember one of 
one of the missions i was most excited about was the new horizons space mission where the probe was launched the nasa new frontier program for answers about pluto and its moons and how it was and in the recent past we got to know how pluto really looked i mean it has been an exoplanet for us we consider it a dwarf planet i mean considering the fact that it's still a part of our solar system yet it was so difficult for humans to go that far and uh, realize how the planet truly is made and what is its composition if you put it into relative terms our solar system is maybe like a flat or an apartment where earth is our bedroom and maybe pluto is the farthest point from our bedroom it took us so long and so much efforts to go there it was one of the humanity's great accomplishments because we were able to reach that far and see how the things are in the external spheres of a solar system that was a very uh, key factor i mean i really liked the mission that uh, we were able to you know go that far and see how the things are made up of in our solar system we are actually the blips or the you know anomalies in the fabric of space and time i mean another factor about space that interests me most is wormholes and black holes i mean we have heard that theories about wormholes they're not a naturally occurring phenomenon and they bend space time in such a way that they reduce your travel time by maybe billions of light years if that is the case they connect galaxies from far far away so another thing that i'm really waiting for humanity is to stumble upon such a wormhole where at least our travel time is reduced and uh, we go that far So how fascinating are these things you know which we don't know exist in our solar system itself but they are at the helm of the universe and how important they are for the creation and the destruction of the stars and how things go by around us these are just some simple factors which interest me a lot about space and in spite of being a completely different profession when i just talk about numbers in a very different sort of way these numbers interest and you know spellbound me much more so yeah that's about me and my space interest man thanks a lot for having me uh, but thank you so much for you know giving us the insights and thank you vivek for introducing us to sort of probably because i relate to him like too much now as soon as i stumble upon another fellow who's even a tiny bit of interested in space at time as i am i mean i go all out with those people and you know talk about as much as possible so i'm really glad we i mean i stumbled upon vivek's interest also also the factor that vivek invited me for this podcast i mean i got introduced to you and maybe your audience who are interested in such factors so i would always like to be interested for it if you have anything you can always man talk to me about it i'm always open thank you so much thank you so much we'll quickly move on to our new guest and we'll soon have sort of probably in future episodes talking about something new ha uh, sure thing man bye guys bye 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 well vivek finally left the hosting to me so now let us call the next guest our next guest is rohan so this is the first time even i am talking to him i met him when i did a public posting that if people are interested in space and astronomy come join and be a guest in this episode and i'm glad that he's here so rohan over to you why don't you introduce yourself and tell us how did you venture into this journey of space and astronomy so hey guys this is rohan nadim uh, i am basically a mechanical engineer right now i am pursuing an mba and i think i have been into astrophysics since I think i was 17 or 18 if i remember correctly so it all started from this one novel it was deception point by dan brown yeah i mean dan brown has always been the go to author for me for anyone who hasn't read it please do one of the very few fiction novels that i've actually read and ended reading them it's about a meteor that they find near the poles and it may or may not have alien life on it isn't that the dream for all the astronomy geeks out here to find some actual life out there that's what sparked some interest in me my knowledge in astronomy really sparked because of some facts that were stated which said that there actually may be a really good chance that there must be someone out there so that led me to really exploring the field so it started from simple google searches and then i landed up upon the world's favorite astrophysicist neil degrasse tyson so i started watching his videos then i stalked out all of his guests for example brian green richard dawkins and uh, bill nye then i got on end up on stephen hawking albert einstein isaac newton which were obviously household names earlier but still the actual impact that they have had on our scientific community that gets imprinted into your mind once you actually hear the stories 
that these guys tell you who actually pursue physics for their livelihood that's what got me into so astronomy and one of the very first interviews that i saw that's when neil degrasse tyson actually mentioned that there's no conclusive evidence of any life ever been there on mars but there might be a very good chance that there could be life on europa which is one of the satellites of jupiter some impact that would have <laughs> whenever we are looking for life there has to be water that's what we based our assumptions upon and it's not just water but it's liquid water up until recently the assumption was that life can hence only exist in the goldilocks zone in any solar system goldilocks zone you mean that it can't exist beyond an orbit beyond which the water gets so cold because it doesn't get enough energy from its star that it can sustain a liquid form and it can't sustain so close to the star either that the water evaporates and cannot again sustain its liquid form this sweet spot is called the goldilocks zone where in our solar system only two planets reside in the goldilocks zone that are mars and earth but the interesting thing about europa is that similar to the moon how the moon exerts gravitational force and tidal force on the oceans that earth has and that's how it waves similar to that jupiter and saturn kind of exert similar tidal forces on the satellites as well and that's kind of like pumping energy into those satellites that's what happening to europa and europa actually has a lot of water and those tidal forces has kind of pumping energy into europa and that's how it the heat energy that is formed you get liquid water even outside the goldilocks zone rohan that was actually very insightful the story about europa and how it might sustain life that was something even i did not know so thank you for educating us there and i can totally relate to you when you say that how neil degrasse tyson inspired you and the entire generation he is i think in the forefront in the media aspect and he caters to the audience he explains these concepts beautifully so i think that is why the common people relate to him so much why don't you tell us how you are currently pursuing this interest of yours So right now the sad thing is that after 1718 those were like two years at so that's when I really started doing it so I read books and everything but right now in the past couple of years like there were entrance exams and once get into an MBA it's really time consuming so pursuing hobbies kind of becomes secondary but still what I've tried to do is I always keep up watch shows like let's say Cosmos or Startup or something like that so what I do is that I had to travel a lot. so what i used to do is that just put on my earphones listen to the audio books or whatever podcast these shows or interviews of famous astrophysicists or uh, you know evolutionary biologists and that's all i could do but good thing right now during this quarantine is that i have ordered a few books uh, i have ordered a brief history of time by stephen hawking neil degrasse tyson's uh, letters of from an astrophysicist and the god delusion so these are the things i'm getting started on right now Oh. Yeah, Cosmos is a really beautiful show. I think that is something which every space or even anybody basically should watch because you really start appreciating the beauty of universe by seeing that episode, especially the episodes by Carl Sagan, the old ones and the new ones by Neil deGrasse Tyson. They just become better and better. And yeah, these books are classic. Brief History of Time is one of my favorite books. It is one of my first books I could say for which I read in probably class 8 or 9 I don't even remember when but it just opened up so many different perspectives to look at the world from a different lens so that is always a must read so uh, I'm asking this question to basically every guest so if you had to choose one mission that you remember very closely or something which you have followed which one would that be so it's really tough to actually mention one but i have these two which are real winners one is the launch of the hubble space telescope which really opened up forays into our understanding of the universe in itself and the second one which i believe is going to be instrumental in space travel in general as well as commercialization of space travel is the launch of falcon 1 this was i think back in 2008 or 2009 it was the third attempt by spacex every mechanical engineer has the dream of being the next elon musk launch of falcon was a really Uh, i think it was a great endeavor because it increased the competitiveness in the space market it was not privatized and the losses were huge and in fact elon musk is even quoted to mention that he cut the production the manufacturing of a rocket by a factor of 10 and he plans to cut it down even further by actually reusing the rockets which he actually already had he has reused falcons think the most recent launch of falcon heavy was its third launch and it, he has already cut down the cost of space travel by such an amount 
that I think NASA doesn't even launch anymore. Outsources all the launches to SpaceX. So yeah, these are the two. Yeah, but Space Telescope is something which we should not forget. It is, I think, one of the most important missions that we undertook. It has increased our horizons of knowledge in many levels and hopefully its successor, the James Webb Telescope, which has already been delayed for so many years, will soon be launched and we would be able to see far into the universe and we'll be able to learn more and more new things. So hoping for that. And yeah, Falcon 1 seems to be a very weird choice because people usually praise Falcon 9 and the recent missions by SpaceX. But Falcon 1 was basically the starting of everything. So that marks the beginning of privatization of space. So that's also an important point that all of us should remember. But thank you so much, Rohan, for coming here and being a guest. It was lovely talking to you. Hopefully, we'll soon meet you in upcoming episodes as well. Till then, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yeah, it was lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot, Anshu. Now, I have Pushkar, whom all of you already know. He has been a regular guest for a couple of episodes. And we have Mihir, who is also interested in this field. So, Pushkar will come back to you later because now you are a regular person. We'll jump on to Mihir. Mihir, so if you could introduce us who you are and what do you do and tell us how did you jump into this world of space and astronomy and how did you develop this interest? Thanks for having me. So, I'm Mihir. I'm an astronomer and amateur photographer. I studied engineering. I'm an amateur astronomer since three and a half years. Before that, I was interested in space. but not much not into serious astronomy i was interested because of the stories we hear from our grandparents about the saptashis or the ora and the nakshatras and those kind of stuff in that way we got interested because there are some fascinating stories in indian mythology regarding the nakshatras and the space and when you start doing astronomy you get serious about it and actually it was first of photography and i took few sample shots they were good so i was like okay this is something good this is something new and i should learn about this and then i jumped into it that's how my journey started so it seems it is a fairly new interest that you have developed tell us more about your astrophotography journey because vivek who just came in before even he said that he jumped into astrophotography and he has tried capturing different planets and all of that so what would you say one of the most fascinating things that you have ever captured i would say i captured milky way in 2018 september after the rainy season got over and we got clear skies after four months it was fabulous i got published in nikon asia page on Instagram and wow. that's where the journey started then I built tracker as an engineering my final engineering project Mm-hmm. that's where the journey got serious wow that's like uh, really amazing you actually molded your career to match your interests so what was the tracker about there are different kind of astro photography techniques the basics are you get a camera you get a lens and you point it towards the sky and you take a wide field image that probably of milky way or few stars in the sky yeah. then there is something called planetary photography where you can have a large telescope or a large lens and you point it towards the moon and you capture some of the moon's highlights and things like that and there is a third field called deep sky astrophotography where you see all these beautiful images of galaxies nebulas clusters and everything else for the third part you require trackers yeah this is something which people don't really realize when deep space photography you actually have to take into account earth's rotation and uh, movements of various kinds so uh, but that's cool to hear that you're actually pursuing in this area is this something which you're planning as a career option as well or is it something as a side hobby for you i haven't planned it as a career of as of yet but maybe i'm thinking something as a space educator or something related to astrophysics i'm still making my plans but i'm not sure like let's see how that that goes and maybe i can update you in the future but right now it's into hobby one of those hobbies like if you really want to get into it you won't be able to come out of that that's the fascination of universe always engulfs you lastly i would like to ask you that since as a celebratory episode to recognize the achievement that mankind made when man took first step on the moon opening its boundaries beyond earth so i understand that is a very special moment in all of our hearts but if there is some other mission which you closely relate to or you have followed religiously what would that be i think i would call the voyager probe mission the probes the voyages they yeah. sent 
that is the example of uh, what you call say world class engineering they don't know what are the parameters going to be how the space is going to be and they tend to probe they're still working and they're just going into infinite space and they're still working they're sending the data so that's the biggest achievement for me absolutely well said actually yeah people tend to forget that there were these amazing satellite missions voyager 1 voyager 2 which have crossed the boundary or almost at the boundary of the solar system and are just proceeding further and further and transmitting data of things that we have never observed things we have never seen it's actually very fascinating and it's equally important to recognize those missions as well thank you so much with every new guest i'm learning about different missions and we are remembering different launches and it's good that people know about these things and understand how human kind is progressing to being a more probably interplanetary species or a galactic species in future you never know what happens but yeah we are expanding our horizons we are being explorers correct like carl sagan saying anything from the pale blue dot you can take it we are born here but we are not meant to die here we need to go somewhere else uh, he is one of the visionaries but thank you so much mihir for joining us for this episode thank you thank you for having me no no it's my pleasure to bring in different people who are interested in space and astronomy so uh, i'll now move on to pushkar who has been silent for all this while tell us i never knew you had interest in space. is an astronomy so do you really have interest or are you just here because i'm the host and you like listening to me uh no no i like listening to you very much uh, that's uh, definitely half of the reason i'm here but also when you sent out the open memo asking for people to join in for the 51st anniversary right yep. of the apollo missions yeah so i was like yeah why not i'm not exactly the biggest space nut you can find i mean obviously like mihir is more interested in it and i think vivek is also a big fan of space and mars and what elon musk is doing I thought why not come in and try to maybe lend a different perspective or just give a layman's perspective of what the Apollo missions or the space the whole space race means it would be lovely for people to hear behind of scenes actions behind the Apollo missions yeah the behind the scenes obviously like i think everyone knows like the story has been told so many times and it's kind of immortalized now uh, the whole thing about how after world war 2 it was the basically the american powers and the soviet powers were now at kind of odds with each other as soon as america was done fighting one war it had to move on to the next so now their whole thing was ki like we just fought the biggest war on the planet so what would be the next step the next step would be a war that encompasses uh, not just the planet but everything around the planet like this you know that encompasses space yeah the story goes ki they picked up these german scientists who worked for the nazis you know building rockets and such america got some russia got some and they started working on the idea of spatial missiles like missiles that could glide through almost the stratosphere or something those ideas were coming up and so america and russia were like we want to be capable of going into space we want to be the first ones who have this technology or they wanted to be lords of the spatial domain russia was basically kicking america's ass for like 10 20 years they did the sputnik mission they sent yuri gagarin into space and all that when kennedy became president he vowed in front of congress which was basically in front of the whole world that they would land a man on the moon before the decade was over and that was kind of that proclamation was based pretty much on nothing because the actual scientists at nasa they had no idea how they were going to do that nobody in the world had any idea how they were going to land a man on the moon before this decade was over and that's how this whole thing started and it became a national obsession of theirs like they had to prove that they could do it you know, that america was this big technological pioneering country who could do this impossible task this was before the transit era what you call computer era so that's yeah. another point to add i mean back then computers weren't like machines computers were people like being a computer was an actual job you know where you sat in a building with and you added numbers you checked numbers you computed numbers basically that's the kind of era we are talking about so that's how uh, nasa started the apollo mission so as soon as the apollo mission started and they were starting to figure out how to put a man on the moon it was a weird time because the 60s were also the height of the civil rights movements in america you were seeing huge protests there was also the vietnam war which was reaching its peak and in the middle of all this what america was spending money on the most was this promise to put a man on the moon it's often forgotten just how much people weren't thrilled about the idea of putting you know three people on the moon 
but i think it was more of a statement they wanted to make even after the apollo missions were cancelled until i think 81 or 82 russia was still trying to put people on the moon but they were unsuccessful they couldn't put a man on the moon and that still no, remains right, the failures right. of the ussr and they made it to the point like you can't we can ultimately it became a political statement that has lasted i think more than 40 years the apollo missions were kind of a huge turning point in the political and economical history of the world because as much as america spent on it the amount that russia spent because russia did not have that capitalist system russia was spending even more and after the apollo missions were cancelled like you said russia tried to still put people on the moon but failed and it also happened ki like all that effort kind of made the soviet union go bankrupt and by 1989 russia became this symbol of failure in the sense that not only they lost the space race but it also proved that communism was not a good system and you know the capitalists were actually right and capitalism was a good thing and kind of drove the next 50 years of this mindset that we have right now that's a very different perspective that people need to know and it's good that it's on this platform because we all agree that it was an important mission and it had achievements but people also need to know about this side of the story and what happened behind and different perspectives and then judge for their own but as much as i've said that i think there is something to say about you're talking about a country that had it was simultaneously having a racial revolution it was almost invading vietnam it was having so many problems of drug abuse and poverty and everything even with all that you had these group of people these individuals i would say i would look at the apollo missions as something which america did or which nasa did or which was like giant political or social achievement i would say that the great thing about it is it was a lot of individuals who had to work together to make sure that it's really easy to think about a team effort that can go wrong because for something so big to go wrong only one thing has to go wrong but for something like this big to go correctly a thousand things have to go correct and you have to have a thousand different individuals who have the same idea who have the same passion who have the same drive to achieve something this monumental working together in tandem you know working towards this one great thing and actually achieving it that is something i mean definitely commendable in the sense it proves just how great individuals can be if they are allowed to be themselves if they are allowed to flourish in a proper environment like you took these scientists and you put them in a room you put them at nasa you gave them all the resources and they came up with something that was that has been that we are still talking about 50 years later that is possibly considered one of the biggest achievements of humanity absolutely well said actually this really proves what human beings are capable of and if they all focus their minds on something nothing is out of reach but thank you so much pushkar for giving us such insights and mihir for being the guests hopefully we'll see you soon in upcoming episodes as well till then thank you so much bye bye thanks anshul move on to our next guests now we are here with our new guest so already i think we have listened to i think five guests already so today we have the last guest for the episode so without any delays i would like to introduce to you kasturi now since i am also meeting her for the first time i'll ask her to introduce herself and tell us how did she jump into this world of space and astronomy hi everybody my name is kasturi and i am a designer by profession i am also studying pursuing design but i did my bachelor's in engineering so when i was at vit that is when i met the wonderful folks at seds so i was part of this student space and astronomy chapter called seds which is student for exploration and development of space so i was always curious and interested when it came to space and astronomy and i would flip through these pages of nicely illustrated book with the glossy covers and that is how the interest started but i would say i never pursued it very thoroughly until i came to college and that is when this entire new world opened up and there were people with different interests and we would uh, do stargazing sessions occasionally we would have star party nights and and light painting and lots of observational astronomy we would also hold sessions and talks and i remember one very distinct memory when i was in my first year that started all of this family feeling and the entire community feeling when it came to a topic like this was when interstellar had just released and we went to watch interstellar and after we came back we were discussing the movie 
and if there were any loopholes and what made sense and what we didn't understand for three hours straight so yeah that's a very distinct memory and that is how the entire journey started that's actually quite interesting i think interstellar has an impact <laughs> on all our lives basically yes. everyone seems to be fascinated by it but you know there are few things which i really liked the first i'm hearing this word for the first time light painting can you tell us more about that right so light painting is a very very fun concept so what you do is in a dark area or a dark room where there's absolutely no light you hold up a torch color torch so what we did was the jugaad technique of covering torch with different colored gelatin paper mm-hmm. and then you take a camera with the high exposure and you set it on for around 10 15 seconds and in those 10 seconds you quickly make a motion holding the torch in hand and you make a shape you can make leaves or suns or stars or anything that you wish and within that 10 seconds then a photo is captured and all you see in that photo is darkness and the light shape that you just made it's wonderful this is something which i should even try i've never tried this out but okay stargazing so we have many stargazers in the house myself included and vivek who is a regular guest in the episode as well even he is a huge stargazer so what are the most coolest things that you have ever spotted in the night sky something which you can distinctly remember a memory okay so this is a story that i often repeat to uh, my friends and whenever i go and this conversation or this topic comes up so i remember distinctly so we had a event of where we held a conference so we hold a conference called indian space conclave every year and from the money we generated we bought a new telescope i think it was a dobsonian 10 inch using this i remember we saw saturn saturn and its rings i could see it with my own eyes and i've seen jupiter up close um, i've seen mars but yeah the most beautiful thing was watching saturn and its rings with your own naked eyes saturn is i think one of the greatest sights no doubt about it i remember vivek even clicking a picture of it and we were all baffled by it we could spot the rings and it was amazing saturn is something which you can never get more of but let me ask you this so we knew that you started uh, your interest developed in your later years so how are you currently pursuing this is this something a part of your career or uh, you're pursuing it as a hobby it's not a part of my career um i am a designer and hoping to be a designer after i graduate but yeah this is definitely a part of my hobby so while i was in college all of this was quite easily accessible i would say but now after i started working also then well, i was working in bangalore then i think it was difficult to meet like minded people or or have access to stargazing sessions when you stay in a hustle bustle of the city but then i i joined iit guwahati again and so they have a space club of their own so yeah that is what i do i occasionally go there and if there are some stargazing nights i enjoy that well that's interesting but just not to blame bangalore because even i live there <laughs> i studied there i can point you out so there are great astronomical societies in bangalore where they have these stargazing sessions towards the outskirts because city is it's not that great but to towards the outskirts they uh, bring the telescopes they have the stargazing parties as you mentioned and they spot constellations stars nebulas it's quite fun it's quite fun but we are here to celebrate the first man moon mission and obviously it has a huge impact i would say in the human kind itself because it was a huge turning point for us we basically broke the boundaries of earth and we went outside and we step foot on another celestial body so if there are any other missions that you closely relate to or you closely remember or something which you have followed educate us about that so something that i was very excited about i'll tell you two of the instances that i was very excited about uh, the first was cassini i think that was very something extremely new something wasn't done before at all so i tried following that and the second would be our very own mangalyaan mission so i think it is a marvel what indian scientists did and the cost that they managed to do it under so yeah that was wonderful yeah it seems that you are an avid fan of saturn <laughs> oh yes yeah definitely right 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 no but yeah cassidy was i think i think recently retired if i remember correctly right yeah yeah i think couple of years ago the final it was supposed to uh, plunge into saturn and then meet its own mm-hmm. glorified death no these are amazing missions for sure basically you know i'm loving this section because every guest who has come in has talked about different missions we 
started with obviously SpaceX missions from Falcon 1, Falcon 9 to the recent ones and then we had the New Horizon mission towards the outskirts of the solar system and then the legendary Voyager missions which are about to cross solar system and yeah obviously the launch of Hubble Space Telescope. Oh right right. So these were some of the interesting missions that we were discussing and one more uh, not to miss was the Parker solar mission one of the very few missions that we sent to uh, study our own sun. I think among all the guests you seem to be the only person who has had avid following with this hobby in form of a group in with other people because <laughs> I did not find any group as such. Hopefully using this medium we can set up a like-minded community and people like us can talk about future space missions like this and yes that will be fun and just be fascinated by the universe as a whole. And I hope that yeah with this more increased listening people also would be more enthusiastic about the space domain the space industry in our own country and I feel that ISRO also has a lot to offer and they need all the enthusiasm and support that we can give them. I absolutely understand that ISRO needs to get its own special mention given the amazing missions it's carrying out and at such low cost we always do praises of NASA and now SpaceX these are the only terms that we have in our mouths but I personally believe that ISRO would be one of the top pioneers in the future given how dedicated people are there and how effective measures they're taking to improve the technology in incremental stages and our budget is I think 10th of what US is providing the space industry right so we are achieving such amazing missions and hopefully we are planning on the Gangayan mission, the launching the first humans from India on an Indian rocket in the next two to three years. That would be an amazing mission to look That's out for. That would be amazing. Yes, and everybody should be waiting for that. But thank you so much, Kasturi. I would love to continue this uh, in a separate episode with you discussing your journey in your space club. And I would love to know that. But till then, thank you so much for gracing us in this episode. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So finally, guys, this is it for the episode. This is, I think, was one of my biggest ventures I think we had today seven guests, starting with Vivek, then Anushka, then Saurav, Mihir, Pushkar, Rohan, and lastly, Kasturi. And I would like to thank all the guests and as well as the audience for sticking till the end and listening to the entire episode, I think an hour-long episode, and uh, just celebrating with us the 51st anniversary of the first man moon mission the idea behind doing this episode was just that we talked to different people about how did they develop interests in space in astronomy and just make others aware who are listening to this episode that people like this exist amongst them and we should take pause from a real life and take a minute to look at the stars to just engulf the beauty and the vastness of our entire universe and also appreciate the fact that humans were in that position 50 years ago that they took the first step on the moon and now we are planning for a civilization on Mars. So just thinking about it makes my heart go wander. If you guys are interested and want to join this small community of people who are interested in space and astronomy, go ahead to everydaytalkies.com, sign up, become a member of our forum and post your questions, queries and any discussion points in the forum and like-minded people like us will surely be there to help everyone out and to create a small community where we can discuss amazing ideas. But until then, thank you so much and I shall catch up with every one of you in the next episode. Till then, bye-bye. Oh, and yeah, don't forget to listen to the episode till the very last second. Something special awaits all of you. Back up to that first step. Uh, it's uh, not even collapsed too far, but uh, it's adequate to get back up. Right, do we copy? Pretty good, little jump. Okay, Neil, we can see you coming down the ladder now. Uh, Okay, I just checked uh, getting back up to that first step. Uh, it's uh, not even collapsed too far, but uh, it's been. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.